Welcome back to A to Z Arizona Sports All Day on this lovely Friday. I'm your host, Hayden Silly, and with me as always is Jonah Crow. And we have a very special guest in the building this morning. Our One of our Valley boys as well, Mick Cigna in the house. Mick, welcome. Thanks for having me, boys. Bro, yeah. of course. And we got we got a lot to cover today, uh, especially because baseball is just about just about a week away. Baseball is back uh, less than a week. Less than a week starts next Thursday. I am so excited. It's just, it feels good to have something, you know, normal again. <laughs> the season is back. Um, but before we get into the season preview for the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, Hayden, we got, you know, usually we start off with our quick hitters. But today, I got to change things up because you, sir, have had a busy week yourself doing a lot of great work for, you know, Arizona, covering Arizona sports. So, you you just had a crazy week. Can you just recap for the listeners what you have done this week and just how how crazy it's been? Absolutely, gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you you said it best. It has been it's been a busy week. Uh, just a blessed week as well. I got the opportunity to uh, to fly out to San Francisco on Wednesday and uh, an interview um, head coach of Golden State Warriors Steve Kerr. For, uh, Wildcats legend. Yes, yes, and, and and an Arizona legend too. Yeah, Suns GM as well. So. Yeah, like that was that was an incredible opportunity. Like something that if you would have told me that a year ago, I would have been like, you're you're tripping. Like no way. But uh, you know, just incredibly blessed to do that as well. But you know, I know I've said this before. He's tall. Like <laughs> six, six, six foot three is six foot three still. You know. That that's still tall. So you know, for all my people that say, "Oh, you know, he's short, but he's six three, Like, come on, like, nah. But uh, but seriously though, it was a great opportunity. Um, super great guy, down to earth, humble. Um, yeah, no, for sure, it was it was a big blessing. And when can we expect you know your story to come out? Gosh, um, it's a big story. Here. Probably probably a couple weeks. It's, it, it's a bigger story. So we got you know I, I still got to put the pieces together and everything. But uh, you know that that should be out hopefully hopefully soon. All right. Well, we can't wait to see that, and we'll definitely uh, pump out some some uh, some exciting you know promo on social social when that comes out. But today is like I said, D-backs preview day. Finally, we get to preview the season, and you know, last year it was kind of a rough one. I mean, we uh, Dimax finished with a record of fifty-two and one hundred and ten, the second worst uh, record in franchise history. And so, I guess there's only way the only way is up from here, right, guys? So um, let's just you know start off just. What are our thoughts heading into the season? Are we optimistic? Are we excited? Are we like, let's just ignore this season? Just where where is our headspace at right now? Who wants to start? I'll give it a shot. Um, so yeah, last year was a tough season to say the least. Um, a lot of injuries, a lot of bad years for a lot of players. Uh, I don't really expect that this year. I mean, I don't expect a lot this year, but... 52 and 110, second worst record in franchise history. It's hard to go down from there. Uh, we have guys, Mad Bum, Merrill Kelly, Luke Weaver, who can, I feel like, can play better, especially Zach Gallen, who had an un, un, unusual year last year. Um, everyone had a four over four ERA. Sheesh. So <laughs> expect that to go down. 
Yeah. Um, and you know, to add on to that point, Mick, uh, there have been only five seasons where the Diamondbacks have had fewer than 67 wins in their history. Get this. Uh, like each subsequent year, so like the, the year after they had like a horrendous season, um, they've improved by at least 15 wins. So wow, maybe, that's a great stat. Yeah, maybe, maybe this is light at the end of the tunnel, perhaps? Yeah, I I, I definitely think there's... I My my word for this season is... is cautious optimism i mean i like like you said there's really no expectations mick but um with that i i I sort of find it comparable to the suns back in 2020 when nothing was really expected of them for the season and then heading into the bubble they like they were just you know the last ones in and then they just played like with no regrets they just they just hooped. And so I think if the, the Diamondbacks can just... There, there's no expectations for this team at all. If they can just play and just see what happens with this really young group, and it's it's going to be an exciting time. But I'll, I'll admit that there's a lot of young guys, and, and I expect a, um, some rookie debuts. So I think this is just going to be a young team. If they don't worry about the record and they just play baseball, I, I think we could see some fun stuff and and exceed expectations but they just can't worry about all the extra stuff just play baseball yeah this is a big uh, developmental year for a lot of guys um you expect to take leaps from guys like josh rojas dalton rojas yeah Yeah, uh, pavin smith expect those guys to take some leaps maybe get some consistent minutes playing um yeah uh yeah like you said don't expect much when you have a division with teams like the dodgers the giants the padres you're not expecting to make it to the playoffs, but if these guys can can uh, improve their game, show that they deserve to be in the MLB, I feel like that'll be a, a good 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 marker for this season. Yeah, that's that's good that you bring that up. Talking about young guys like stepping up and improving, but also I do want to talk about uh, like the farm system a little bit. And most uh, I would say most notably, at least um, in this year's draft, uh, the D-backs picked uh, Jordan Lawler sixth overall from Jesuit College Prep in Dallas. Um, batted 425 with four home runs and 31 RBIs in his senior year, along with 27 stolen bases. Uh, more than his wow, uh, yeah, <laughs> more than his his first two seasons combined. Uh, but really, he's he's a high level athlete, 6'2", 185, um, a terrific defensive player. So you know what, maybe we'll have maybe we'll have the Nick Ahmed that can that can hit a little bit. Uh, there's definitely you know guys that just need to step up the hitting i mean they were six worst in batting average christian walker man you're you're a slugger you you hit 10 home runs last season like you, you need to do more if you know this is he's on his last straw like if he wants to get paid or or either that or he's gonna get let go like something needs to change with him he needs to get back to 2019 form um who else we got i mean i i expect Catel Marte to just light it up now that he's healthy. I mean, last season we talked before the show, batted 318, only played like 90 games because he was hurt. So if he can get back to 2019 form, which I expect from him, considering the caliber of player he is. I mean, we signed him for a five-year, $76 million deal. That is an underpay oh, right yeah. there, to oh, say yeah. the least. If, if he can just exceed that, I mean, he, it's, he can easily exceed expectations by that level of pay. Yeah, you you have teams like the Yankees and Dodgers spending like half that on a player his caliber, and it's I mean it's a good deal for the Diamondbacks. We just hope, uh, yeah, hope it hope it works out. And and so 
Nick Ahmed, you mentioned him. I mentioned Christian Walker. Mick, who else do you do you see that needs an improvement? I mean, you ha- let's go through it a little bit. I mean, you have Peralta. He had somewhat of a good year last year, a returner there. Um, you have Carson Kelly coming back, but um, who do you see as needing to improve this year and take, um, you know, from a guy that we had expectations that was playing well, but just didn't perform last year. Who do you see needing to bounce back? You know, I'm going to go with a wild card here. I'm going to go with not a hitter. I'm going to go with a pitcher. I'm okay. going to go with Luke Weaver. Yes. We picked mm-hmm. him up in the Paul Goldschmidt trade as along with Carson Kelly. Luke Weaver showed some signs in the Cardinal system that he could be a an ace potentially. Um, he has good stuff, but the, the, the last couple seasons with the Diamondbacks have been a little underwhelming. Um, I mean, he's eight innings up. Mm-hmm. At times, but he's also struggled a lot. He just can't and stay he, healthy. Yeah, yeah, he can't stay healthy. Uh, he's had his issues. Um, uh, hopefully, this year he can get back to what he was like in 2018, 2017, because he was a highly touted uh, player back in the Cardinal system. The command has just been an issue with him. Like yeah. one one game, he can just go for seven innings, two runs, and just be lights out. And the next, he can get b- bounced in the fourth. So yeah. Luke Weaver needs to find some consistency, and I think that can be said with really all the the starters at this point. You mentioned Zach Gallen earlier; he's he's shown great potential early on in in his career. Yeah. Um, Mad Bum, I I I still don't understand the move by Mike Hazen to to sign a guy at at the downside of his career, but. Bumgardner, can he get back to some sort of consistent form? Because he showed that, you know, remember that no-hitter, that seven-inning yeah. no-hitter? Like, he's shown last season that he can still be Mad Bum at times, but I just don't know if he can do that over a consistent season. You know? I think I think Mad Bum's just out here to go play with his horses in Scottsdale. <laughs> yeah. Get paid and just have fun with his horses. <laughs> yeah, there for me, this isn't really one guy that has been bad but i would just like to see just kind of more usage from him that's taylor widener um he was you know he started about like the second half of the season you know only two and one had a 4.35 era but he did start in 13 games um like everything like that i mean he wasn't he wasn't bad i'll, I'll say i definitely saw flashes there uh, definitely like good command everything he was he was really able to sort of focus the game like you know, pitching-wise, he's able to take com- control of the game. And I would like to see more use of him because, like we just said, I I think Mad Bum is way past his prime at yes. this point. So, and I think that just with really proper use of, you know, all these pitchers, Zach Gallen, Luke Weaver, like we just mentioned, and I think, like, Taylor Widener, like, you can have you could have a solid rotation. It's just more about getting the reps. And, and let's get into the pitching overall because obviously it was <laughs> abysmal last season, second worst in the league in ERA. Um, we mentioned the the starters. So you got Mad Bum, Gallon, Merrill Kelly, Luke Weaver, and then we expect Tyler Gilbert to probably fill that fifth spot. Yeah, probably. So with that, I mean, the the bullpen struggled this season, but they sort of addressed that in assigning uh, signing. Mark Melanson um, to a two-year deal, and Melanson's 37 years old, but he led last last year. He led the the National League in saves with 39 for the mm-hmm. Padres. So a big arm, and I, I think he's definitely a better option than Tyler Clippard um, last <laughs> season. Well, say so the issue with the Diamondbacks past couple of years is they haven't had a consistent closer. There's always been debate right. over 
who would be the closer and uh, I don't know if you guys remember the Fernando Rodney oh, days, yes. the Brad Boxberger days. Yeah. They weren't the the best, most consistent players, so hopefully Melanson can bring some stability to the back end of that bullpen. There was always just like who do you go with at times? Do you go with Boxberger? Do you go with Rodney? It was just like an up and down, but they now have like a firm guy in there, and hopefully Ian Kennedy can um, can <laughs> also be a guy in in the bullpen. You know he yeah uh, star, starred for the Diamondbacks in 2011, our good childhood days, right mm-hmm. when the, the Diamondbacks were good. Um, but the beard has returned, and he actually uh, played pretty well last year. I believe it was with the Royals. 320 ERA and 26 saves. So he's still capable at the uh, the ripe young age of how old is he? How old is Ian Kennedy? 37 as well. If, I, if <laughs> so, I'm being real, I honestly didn't even know he was still in the MLB. Yeah. Either did I, to be honest. <laughs> but he's here. He's with the Diamondbacks. Yeah. I think there's optimism with some of the guys that they've added in uh, the pitching department they have to improve in that or else it's just going to be the same yeah and one one interesting thing we were talking about before the show and mick you brought this up was how having a bullpen is having a good bullpen is like having a good bench in the nba Mm -hmm. if you don't have a good bullpen you're 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 basically done and i think this past season with the diamondbacks that was what happened a lot of times you would have you know a two three four five run lead you know going into going into you know the latter half of the game you know, sixth, seventh, eighth inning, and they would give it up, right? So I think, like we said, with talk, with bringing in Melanson and you know possibly Ian Kennedy, you know, it may not be the best right now, but it'll at least provide some sort of stability mm-hmm. going forward. Absolutely. Um, and so we touch on the pitching. Uh, I want to ask you guys another question because. Um, there's just a whole lot of mystery with this team. I mean, you got young guys, you got some old guys that need to step up again. Who is the most important player on the roster this season? If you had to say, who who do you think is going to have to make the biggest impact, be the most important guy for the team? Um, you know, in baseball, it's really hard to be one guy who can right. carry a team. Uh but like, what which um, position you know do you see as like this is the most like Diamondbacks have to figure this out and possibly find something here? Um, I think the guy that I'm most interested in it doesn't have to be most important, but the guy maybe you're you're most interested in seeing what they do this year is Josh Rojas. I, oh, Josh yeah. Rojas showed some things despite how terrible the Diamondbacks were last season. He showed uh, he's capable of doing some things hitting wise in the field. It, he's a utility guy, but I think he's he might play third base this season. Mm-hmm. I, I expect Josh Rojas to make a leap this season. Um, and so that's just one guy that I'm excited for. But what about you guys? Um, you know, I'm going to go with, uh, I'll go with, I, I kind of agree with you there. Um, yeah. Josh Rojas, we got him in the Granky trade. Uh, he was a top prospect in Houston at the time. Uh, I think he went to high school out here, too, so he's a hometown kid. Uh, yeah, he, he'll probably play third base. He's played probably every position in, on the D-back since he's been here. But I think he'll have a stable position at third base next year with Escobar gone. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's, a, he's shown some signs that he could be a, a great player one day. Yeah, that's... Ooh, ju- Josh Rojas for the both of you. I I like that. Um, what about you, Hayden? I might have to. Uh, I'll still stick with the infielders. I'm, I'm going to go with Paven Smith. 
Yes, because I like Pavin. Really, since Paul Goldschmidt left, we have not had a consistent first baseman. And I think a lot of Diamondbacks fans, I think we were, we were really lucky with Paul Goldschmidt because of how good he was at the plate, but as a fielder as well. And I think that, I think that Pavin has shown signs of that, especially through last season. You know, when you know when when we weren't good, you know, making good plays, you know, being really patient at the plate, etc. But I would like to see him sort of almost kind of be like the leader of the infield in a way because I mean Nick Ahmed may only have a few more years left and you know he's a goal he's a multiple time golden glove winner and I think if you can have if you have a guy like Pavin you know take charge you know both in the infield and in the batter's box I think that I think it'll make a monster difference for the team you know I want to bring up a topic or that's all right with you yeah of course yeah. Um, of course I want to talk about the the management in the front office and the the coaching staff. Yes. Last year for a lot of DBX fans uh, was a, a year that they wanted to, a change, to say the least. Uh, not a great season. Tori Lavello was in his fifth season. He had a great 2017, his rookie season as the coach. But since then, it's kind of been a slow decline. And last year, we just fell off the cliff. Right. And um, a lot of people, I know Jonah, you wanted him gone. I wanted him gone. And I wanted Hazen gone as well. Yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't on the Hazen train, but uh, Lavello has a contract through this season. Uh, right. I, I mean, I'm not really sure what they expect from him. This team probably isn't going to make the playoffs, <laughs> if we're being honest. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know what, what the front office expects from this season, but I'd love to hear what you guys think he d- needs to do to keep his job. Yeah, I'll touch on that first. I mean, Hayden, I remember when we were talking about Tory signing, this is a one-year deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when, when he signed this one-year deal, I remember telling you on the show, I believe, like, what what is this for? Like, to Mick's point... The team isn't supposed to get any much better. This is, I, I think I remember saying, this is a, a prove-it year, but I don't know how much you can really prove when yeah. you, you're in a division like this. Uh, I think it's interesting because there were a lot of injuries last year, like you you pointed out, Hayden. Um, only three pitchers started more than 15 games last year, and they used 16 starters total during the season. Um, so it was a lot of injuries, a lot of issues beyond what Tory could control. But I think at this point, if Tory wants to keep his job, um, I believe there's a team option to extend him uh, to two years. I, I could be wrong on that, but um, I think what he has to do is just build this young talent. You know, there's potential there, but can he expen- uh, like expedite that and just see how far this team can grow with all the the young players they're going to bring in these rookies um corbin carroll alec thomas these top prospects and we're going to see what tory can can make out of them so i think that's the key right there my counterpoint to that is should you bring in a new coach for these guys so they can come in and not have to deal with oh tory's here for a year and then boom they're faced with a different guy if they bring in, if they brought in a new guy, they'd have a stability. They'd be the entering the league the same time the coaches or whoever, same team. Um, but yeah, that's just the thought. I mean, yeah, I feel like it could be good to see what Tory does with these guys, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna vouch for my point. I brought up, you know, it feels like a millennium ago. I. I'm still on the Tori Lovello sort of, you know, hype train in a way <laughs> just because of he's he's a player's coach. He's a player's coach. And just not only in the MLB, but just other sports leagues as well, 
that's the direction that it's going. It's going more geared towards the player as opposed to like the owner of the team. And we even saw that with the uh, with this with the CBA agreements and everything like that. And uh, again, it, injuries suck. You can be the best coach in the world that like you you can, but you're not going to be good if if you don't have your best players. It's just it's just not going to work like that. But at the same time, you do have you know the Giants, the Dodgers and the Padres, you know, that are all potentially going to make the playoffs. I know at least two of those teams are. And I don't know why they signed him to a one-year deal. I think it was either extend him now for like three or four seasons or just let him go. Yeah. I, I don't understand the prove-it year yeah. when half your team is out and, and you say, oh, you know what, we're going to give you one more chance to prove yourself even though we're in the – probably the most stacked division in all baseball yeah like what what else can you like, yeah like what, what can like, you do like what, el- like what else can you do you're basically like asking him to be fired like you <laughs> no, yeah. like they're they're literally yeah, they, right. they are writing everything so 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 finely and so intricately about like oh you know what we're gonna do this because we don't want you right and if, if you don't want him kick him out fire him that's that's what you could do as a uh, you know as an organization but i do agree with with mixed point bring in a new guy something that way because you have you have what is it the fourth best farm system yeah in all baseball? on mlb.com it's yeah, the fourth best the fourth best farm system and you know i think it would be good for a new face to be in there but i mean i i wouldn't i wouldn't be opposed if tory stayed i will say after this season i feel like he'll probably be gone Mm-hmm. Uh, unless something miraculous happens, but yeah, I doubt that happens. So we'll we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, like I said, cautious optimism for me. But I, I really like you know that idea you brought in of just if you're gonna rebuild, rebuild completely yeah. with a new coach, a, a a young coach that has um a, a really gifted mind for to to be able to develop these guys. Um, you you posed the question, but just what what are your your thoughts on it? So, yeah, I mean, it's like every sport, really. Uh, a lot of times you get a first round pick, so first overall pick. So I'm gonna go with the Suns here. So the Suns in 2018 had Igor Kokoshkov as their coach. They had DeAndre Ayton uh, drafted first overall. Everyone thought they were gonna get Luca, but Igor didn't work out. Um, so they go and so we brought in a new guy, Monty yep. Williams to try and develop these young guys, Cam Johnson, Mikhail, DeAndre Ayton, and that worked out great. I'm not saying we're going to get the next Monty Williams in the Diamondback system, but, I mean, it's not. it doesn't hurt. I, I mean, I think we've seen what we what we got out of Lovello. I think we've seen all that we got. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, there's not really much he can prove, at least to me, that he can hold this job or take this team far in a playoff run. You're absolutely right. Like, to your point of we've seen what we've seen from them because um you know you mentioned the stellar 2017 season and then from there they just go to i think it's a combination of making bad managerial decisions and a combination of just not being able to to improve from where that peak was you peak so early and then you drop down to average for, for about three seasons i believe um 82 and 80 yeah. to 85 and 82 hovering around 500 hovering yeah. around there just can't really get over the hump and then you crumble in september that's Ugh. where tory failed to do as a as a manager in my opinion he crumbled and, and they couldn't figure it out down the stretch and so i 
that's why I was I was calling for it, Hayden, to to start fresh this season with such a young team. Um, but I guess we'll just see what Tory can. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. He's he's proven what he's done, uh, his full capabilities, and then they've gone to average. So it's just we'll, we'll see what he can do this year. Yeah, and like like we mentioned about young managers, I wanna I wanna pull up a really good name that. You know, he took this team to a World Series, Kevin Cash. With the right? Rays. Yeah. yeah. Like a a pretty a pretty young guy. Like, you know, the Ray, the Rays weren't good for a long time. They really weren't after basically moving on from like Evan Longoria, their franchise player. You know, they weren't good for a number of years and he took that program and he took the farm system and he just built he built these players up. He built them into legitimate stars like Kevin Kiermeyer, for example. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, even even Blake Snell before he got traded to uh, to San Diego, like I've I'm starting to agree more and more to bring in a new manager just to change the culture. Yeah. A bit because I I like what you said, Jonah. Like it seems like we already peaked. Yeah. With with Tori Lovello when we had Zach Greinke and Paul Goldschmidt and all those guys. JD. Yeah. yeah they've all shout shout out JD. <laughs> shout out yeah. JD. But uh, yeah, I think it might be. After this season, it'll definitely be time. You got the fourth best farm system. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, take advantage of. That's take a advantage. lot for a new coach to work with. So, yeah. guys, the um, for Fanduel, uh, the over under for this season <laughs> is sixty six and a half wins. Wow. Last season they finished at fifty two and one hundred and ten. Where do you guys think they fall this year? Do you think they exceed that number? Or, or fall below. So, Hayden, you brought up that after every losing season or something like that, they won 15 yeah. more. So, you said 66, or we 66 won 50, and a half. 52 last year. Do the math. I have us winning 68. 68 and <laughs> 94. Nice. So, either fourth or fifth in the West. I'm not sure how the Rockies will do, but yeah. I mean, when you're in a division with the Dodgers, Potters, Giants, you're not, you're not really going to win a lot of those games. And the Rockies can always beat you on any night, so... That's, that's my prediction. That's good. Uh, Hayden? For me, I have them... I actually have them do it a 19-game turnaround. I have them wow. going uh, 71 and 111, which still isn't great. But, hey, you know you know what they say, right? Progression, not perfection. <laughs> I don't think that adds up. 71 and 111? That's like 180 <laughs> is, games, if I did that right? Um, no, that's 182. They play 162. Oh, <laughs> We're not gonna... <laughs> this is the, the, this is this is why we're journalism majors. That's yeah. Math is not our strong suit. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Then then how about just subtract seventy one ninety one. Bingo. Sounds about there right. You Thank you. All right. For me, um, I think the ultimate you know peak for this team is to reach five hundred. Can they can they reach five hundred? That should be the goal for this season. Um, can they get somewhere around that? 80 mark um but for me i i am with you guys i'm gonna say right in the middle i'm gonna say 69 wins um just because that (laughs) hey sorry you have a dirty mind hayden you have a very dirty mind but um uh like you guys said um that that stat is just amazing and i think with the young talent they have to produce, and they like they showed what they're capable of. Dal- Dalton Varsho, mm-hmm. um, Paven Smith, Seth Beer, Josh Rojas, all these guys, uh, Perdomo, they they showed they they got a glimpse 
we got a glimpse of what they could see of what we could see from them and i think it's at this point it's like play with no regrets just go out there and play baseball and these young guys they won't care they're just gonna play and it's gonna be fun to see what they can bring a a bunch uh, along with all the rookies um so yeah and so now that we have our, our um our predictions out of the way are we ready for some final words? Absolutely. Uh, who who wants to start? Well, so first off, you you know the the drill, right? For final words, we just sort of give um, like a one minute sort of soliloquy, our chance to just give our final two cents on uh, today's topic or just anything we really want to talk about or touch on as the big takeaway, the big point for us. Um, so yeah, does does anyone want to start? Mick, do you want to? Uh, oh sure. So the big takeaway. Uh, what we've been talking about. This is a, a transition developmental period for the D-backs. Not expecting playoffs. Uh, definitely not expecting to be as bad as we were last year. We don't want to see guys step up, guys take on bigger roles, perform better. Catel uh, uh, Marte is probably going to be, hopefully he can be an all-star this year. He should be. Uh, if we like, I don't think we'll reach 500. But if we can get to 500, I feel like he could be a sleeper MVP candidate. Uh, Carson Kelly has shown signs of being a good hitter. I think there's a lot to be happy about being a D-backs fan than there is to be sad about. I feel like uh, there you can only go up from here, is what I think. And um, it should be fun to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, just to kind of add on to that, I think that. This season, in a way, will be, you know, it won't be amazing, but it'll be, like, almost baby steps. You know, like, we are going to go into, we're going to, like, trend trend more up and up and up as the seasons go along. But, Mick, you brought up Cattell Marte, and I would kind of like to, to bring up this point. I think Cattell Marte is, like, the perfect veteran as of right now for all of these young guys um, to, like, step in because Marte is still – he's still extremely productive. I mean, I think two or three seasons ago he was fourth place in MVP Mm -hmm. voting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, if that production can continue from him as well as his leadership, I think that would be a really smooth transition for a lot of, like, the – a lot of the guys in the farm system right now. So I think, you know, wins shouldn't be the focus right now, much uh, unlike, you know, the development. Mm-hmm. I think the development is key, you know, of these young players over anything right now. Totally yeah, agree. development, baby steps, like you guys said. Um, and I'll just uh, put the cherry on top for me. So, so um, Mick, something you said that stood out to me, there's more to be excited about than sad about. Mm-hmm. If, if you look back... Um, at 2020, they finished 25 and 35, really disappointing after the year before they were um, above 500 team. So they, they struggle down the stretch, very inconsistent in 2020. Still, there's some optimism. But in 2021, that's completely shattered with um, close to the worst franchise record in, in history. So there was really no point in watching these games considering how bad they performed when they weren't supposed to be that bad. Yeah. Um, and so I think this year, though, knowing what we went through last year, we should be excited for the potential of this team. Like I said, we, we touched on the prospects. We touched on um, the young guns. And then we touched on the injuries from last season. If, if, that, if, if there can be minimal injuries and they can just stay healthy and play a little bit more consistently, I think really this, the ceiling, like there's no, 
there's no ceiling for this team in terms of what they can accomplish if they could just, like I said, play baseball and we'll see what happens. I think it should be a really exciting season. Um, development, baby steps, like all you guys said. So with that, that'll do it for our D-backs season preview. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. And once again, this has been A to Z. Have a good one.